Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Miller, did you see the uh, did you see this story about the uh, about the thing? I want to bring this one up, Ethan, real quick. Welcome back. <laughs> the story the, about the thing. Yeah, welcome back, to Nightside Project. I was waiting for you to say all right, but I didn't hear it, so I'm just going right. to jump in. So here we go. Uh, right. The one that I saw from this is, is so Delta CEO. Speaking of, we we're talking about traveling, and so I just want to bring this up before we get into the office discussion we're going to have, but. Uh, Delta CEO says zero layoffs really is still a possibility despite having some struggles. Obviously, the, the airline industry has, one, had a big, taken a big hit, but also taken a lot of money from the government to stay afloat. Uh, yeah. Last week, United said that 36, up to 36,000 employees could be facing layoffs for them. Delta says they might be able to stay uh, layoffs, which is you know uh, amazing considering what we are, are in the middle of here and how and how hard that, yeah, that and how hard be, that industry got hit particularly. It's pretty uh, oh, good for Delta. I mean, got nailed. And they, look, they, this is the same company who's had uh, you know almost a thousand cases and I think up to ten deaths uh, in their among their ranks. Now this is also a company that has you know hundred thousand employees or whatever, but. It's pretty wild. Um, it's pretty wild to Alex, think that, that, that that's uh, the case. Yes, that is impressive, um, especially because uh, the Delta Airlines share price is still less than half it was. Earlier Look at you year. always talking about a share price. Like, get out of here. We can you put that life hey, down for one moment? Things, Jeez, people, people have Delta Airlines in their four hundred one k's, all kinds of things like that. Uh, and I just, you know, I mean, it's important reference point. So, I mean, if they can, if they can avoid layoffs. Uh, that really would be an impressive thing. Um, well, I guess it, I guess it depends. I guess we'll have to see. Um, obviously, you know, I know you're kind of pessimistic on the travel industry, but there was some hope that the pent up demand would come flooding out, you know, at some point this summer and and come back in and and, and lift those airlines again. But um, we've just been knocked sideways by the resurgence of the virus and. So now everyone's kind of lock, locking it down again. And, and that's uh, – it's got to be a frustrating thing for these airlines. Uh, so here's the deal. The, uh, there is a picture painted in this, in this uh, article from uh, USA Today about this company out of uh, Nashville that is a medical records company. Elliot Holt is the CEO of this company, Metacopy, and he said – when all this started up, he has. Been, first of all, he's been. He doesn't. He didn't allow, uh, unless it was a very rare circumstance. He didn't allow any of his employees to work from home. 
So it was like, hey, I we don't do this here. You're not telecommuting. If you can't have your butt in a in an office uh, uh, here at, on on site, then this is not the job for you. And so he said before, I didn't like having people work from home because there's no control over it. We like to be in control yeah. as company, as you know, heads of company, things like that. And he said when this all changed over and we were forced into it, it's been the best thing that's ever happened to his company. <laughs> he said that. Well, yeah, he had plans. He had plans to expand. So they haven't missed a beat. Right. And they, have pl- they had plans to expand and open a third office. They've scrapped that. He's now, he says he's now saving. Not only is his staff just as productive as they were, but he's saving over $300,000 a year in expenses. Could you imagine, like, that's the – just being stuck enough – and this is the way we always think, too, right? I mean, I like coming into the office. I like the fact that I can come in and be at the office doing my job. It is it is important yeah. to me. Like, being able to go uh, from my house to my job and then go back home again feels normal-ish, Right. If I was forced to just be working from home, which so many of our colleagues have, it would it would be quite the adjustment. And it's one that, I, uh, honestly, it's one that a bunch of people in this office have made, and I haven't done it yet. So if I got thrown into it right now, I'd be going through what a lot of – this is when I would start to – even though I've already put on the quarantine 15, I'd put on another quarantine 15, I guarantee, if I had to start working from home right now because it would be a massive uh, emotional shift for me. And so – uh, they talk about this being kind of the genie out of the bottle where we figured out that we are going to cut a lot of costs by keeping people at home working, uh, seeing office costs go down, seeing uh, you know the things associated with that, the support services that are involved at that. And you know we have a service department here at KSL that has actually probably busted their tail more now than they ever have to try to make sure that everybody has the yeah. hand sanitizers and the wipes, everything, keeping everything uh, you know delivered on time and everything. But it's a different it's a different deal. Like you don't have. You don't have nearly as many people in. There are people, Ethan, I'm not kidding. I've looked over at desks of people who haven't been here for months, and it's like, oh, man, they, they took their computers to them a long time ago. A lot of people took their desktops home because that's that's their workstation, and they have so much stuff on it. They have all the uh, – because in the beginning, it's like, oh, I can work with my laptop from home for a minute. And then when they said, no, you're going to be at home for three months, they've been at home with their big desktop here from the office, and that office space isn't used. So – now you're going to start thinking about consolidating floors on the in the existing buildings that you're working at or just scrapping your building costs altogether, which is what a lot – like that guy was going to open a third location. He's added the third location employees without adding the location. Yeah, which is a huge savings to him. Um, and you know what you can – you know what you guys need to do there in the newsroom? Um, a couple of pool tables. Oh. Ping pong tables. Absolutely. Look, and that's a morale. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. You how do we? Do. How do we pitch this? You show up at the. Hold on, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta figure out a way to argue this. Here's the deal, man. Here's the deal. You don't pitch it, okay? You don't. What do we do? This is what. This is how you do it, okay? Listen. So this is how you do it, okay? Now you you know, you need help from a couple of people. You're gonna need someone in services. Yep. Gonna give you a little extra space somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then just, just one by one. Just dismantle a section of disused cubicles. Yeah, cubicles that don't, no one's no there. One's, no right. one's going to question it, right? I, look, I don't even and know. Then, but you just need to have some place. Look, there's there's some, some people here. Look, those. Amanda Dixon, I haven't seen her in the building in quite some time. You know what I mean? I think she comes in periodically, yeah. but she's one of these remote working. Look, I think, I think Amanda's desk would be, and she would say the same thing, Ethan. 
to contribute to the morale of other people, if we could use that desk space where maybe she was sitting, yes, for a for for a ping pong table, for the double shot, you know, the one the the one with the basketballs with the, you're competing side by side. Let's let's mm-hmm. go full on. Yeah. Look, they already do this on the KSL. They already do this on the uh, on the KSL classifieds floor upstairs where they act like they're the Google Junior. You know, where they have like uh, you know a bunch of arcade games and stuff like that upstairs to try to boost. Are morale. they working? Are are they working? For I haven't seen the, Ethan. Working Ethan, I haven't seen a soul up there. Are you kidding me? So that's where, yep. So that's where you get the gear. That's where we can do it. I mean, you know what? We can that's just move up get, to that. That's floor. where you get the double shot. You get the pool table. You yeah. Downstairs. Yeah. Because that's where you guys are working. There are people down in the newsroom. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, and then we do the, and then we just do it Russian style. So when they come down, they're like, "Hey, man, you took our double shot." You just say, "What are you talking about? This double shot has always been in the newsroom." And, and then, then just keep that. <laughs> just hold that line. You guys don't remember. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You haven't been here for four months. This has been here the whole time. You haven't, you haven't seen it. We got it right before COVID hit. Well, that happens the to be the exact one. Oh, uh, I know, but it's been boosting morale for us for for a long time. So might as well so keep that's it that how way. You, that's how you do it. Well, I'm just and from an HR perspective, if somebody goes, "Hey, I noticed you expensed," uh, I noticed you expensed this uh, this pizza oven. I'll go. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I just put it down as regular. I put it down as regular office needs, as just like the office supplies. You put down the pizza oven for office supplies. Yes, you know why? Because I'm saving money instead of giving the getting the pie delivered here every day. We just cook our own in house, and I've hired Miguel here, and he is no, he is, this is what you do. He's fr- I know. He, listen, he comes straight. Michelangelo comes straight from Italy, and it was it's a cost cutter <laughs> for us. He cooks. He he bakes these pizzas for us all day in the oven. And it keeps the morale boosted here in the newsroom. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Come on, man. Look, um, look, but hold on. But I mean, it's like you've never done this before, Alex. I can't believe I'm having to give you all these tips. <laughs> Let me hear this. So this is what you do. <laughs> when they come to you asking about the weird expense for the pizza oven, yeah. you just say, toss it to the eighth floor. Oh, it was the guy up on the eighth floor. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Approved it. What's his name? Yeah, I and think. And then whatever uh, they name, they say, you say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think it was them. It was him. Ask him the about time it. And they chase that around. Right. By the time they chase that around, they're going to have lost interest in the whole Well, thing. and not only that, the, by then also the by then the, the pizza. Well, and the stone the stone and uh, cement work is cured by then and then you go, "Sorry, we can't rip this out without significant cost." Significant, significant cost that I don't think you want to incur. And look at how good it is. Look at how good the pizza. Here taste is. this. It cooks in 90 seconds. Come on. Uh, all right, we're taking the break here. Other things we can put in the newsroom. You can hit us with the text, 57500. News traffic and weather right now. We'll come back. The Nightside Project continues right here on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. 
That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.